ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. If you are listening to this on podcast release day, it is Thursday, June 16th, which is my birthday. It is actually my 30th birthday, so pretty big milestone birthday. Um, But I'm recording this a little bit in advance because, um, Lord willing, during my birthday week, Simeon and I will actually be on a ministry retreat with some dear friends, um, some pastors and pastor's wives and some ministry leaders. We will be at the beautiful Whitestone Inn in Kingston, Tennessee, which Simeon and I have been there before. It's like an hour away. And whenever we desperately need an escape, we will steal away down there for a few days. We've been several times and it's always so refreshing. Um, a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, but we are excited to get to be a part of that ministry retreat, and I'm excited to spend my birthday at a retreat. Um, So that will be awesome. But it's my birthday, and I am 30 years old. So I don't really know what this episode is going to wind up being. Um, We'll see here in the next 30 minutes or so. But as I was just thinking, when an episode comes out on your 30th birthday, I feel like it had to be reflective or something. Um, But as I've just been thinking about turning 30, some of the emotions that that brings and just different thoughts that that has brought to my mind as I've really just kind of pondered on the last three decades of my life. Um, Just some different thoughts, some (laughs) random thoughts um, have come to my mind, come to my heart. A couple of these thoughts actually had thought about possibly doing a whole podcast episode on, maybe I will someday in the future, but just some different things that the Lord has just impressed upon my heart really in this past decade. Um, So from 20s to 30s, um, just some things that I've learned that I am in the process of learning that I have learned and then forgot and then God is helping me relearn. Um, just really as I reflect on the past 10 years. You know, when I, well, okay, so Simeon turned 30 October of last year. Um, so he's about eight months older than me. I mean, I gave him such a hard time, all in good fun, but I teased him and I'm glad that he's older than me because I would have gotten it brutally <laughs> I've been the older one. Um, but, you know, as I have gotten closer to 30, you know, there is kind of this sad feeling of like, I really feel like the 20s are the, the like your very youthful season. Something about like 30 is kind of like a tipping point where you're kind of like fully into real life adulthood. And all that comes with that. Um, But, you know, as I've been thinking about it, you know, and and I've kind of joked around like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be 30. I'm turning so old. You know, I think one day I'll look back and be like, 30 was a baby. Um, But, you know, as I've really been thinking through this and reflecting on this, I'm, I'm good with turning 30. Like, I... 
am thankful for the past 10 years, and some amazing things have happened in the past 10 years. But when I think of the difference in myself as a person from 20 to 30, I mean, even just 20 to 25, 25 to 30, um, God has done such a transformative work in my heart that, you know, there, there is something to be said about, if we've talked about this again and again, that road of sanctification. And it always doesn't correspond with age, like our, our age as in years. Um, but as we grow physically, um, I would like to think that we are all investing in growing spiritually and growing emotionally and becoming more like Christ as we go down that road of sanctification. And I have seen that in my life in the past decade. You know, the past decade really has taken me from season to season to season. You know, when I started in my 20s, I was in the middle of college. Um, I guess I was dating Simeon. Yeah. Yeah, I was dating him. Okay, so I think I started dating him when I was 19. So it took me from college and dating to graduating college to getting married to, oh goodness, I mean, now we have four children earthside and a baby in heaven. We've done years of deputation, raising support, trying to get to Australia. I mean, so much. And then, then you just have regular life, you know, that happens day in, day out in those years. You know, and then I've had a lot of hard things happen in my life throughout that decade. Um, and I've shared so many of those here on the podcast and different things, different trials that God has orchestrated for my life to go through. Um, so as I reflect on the last 10 years, like a lot has happened. A lot has changed, you know, and not just me. I mean, I, I have changed. You know, sometimes I talk to Simeon and I'm like, I'm nothing like I was 10 years ago. My 20-year-old self is wouldn't even recognize my 30-year-old self. Um, and, and I hope that is because I am growing more in this road of sanctification. Um, but, you know, there are also things that I look back that I think, you know, I don't, my 20-year-old self I don't know if that girl could have handled um, some of the different things that I've had to walk through really towards the end of my 20s. Um, but but God is faithful. God is doing a work in my life. Um, I think of the children's song, He's Still Working on Me. I'm so far from being done. I mean, oh, God has so much more to do in me. And, and I sit here recording this episode and I think, what will I have to say when we come to the 40th birthday? Like, am I going to look back and be like, oh, I didn't even recognize my 30-year-old self? I hope so. I hope that as I continue to get older, that more and more wisdom will come as I try to invest God's word and my relationship with Christ into my life as I'm growing in him. I hope that for myself. I hope that for all of us. I hope that with every passing day that we're becoming more and more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. But I really can say that as I reflect back on these past 10 years. So I just want to share with you just some random lessons, thoughts, um, just different things that have come to mind as this birthday comes and just different things that God is doing in my life. And you may be quickly approaching 30. You may be in your teens. You may be way beyond 30. 
Um, but I really feel like these are truths that apply to any season, to any age. Um, and it's just, it's been a good reminder for me, different things that I need to focus on, really things that are really what matters. Um, and I think these reminders can can help us whatever stage we're in. So don't like turn it off just because you're like, well, I'm not turning 30 or I already turned 30. So we're just going to tune out. I, I really think that you can apply some of this, um, to your heart. So let's just jump in with some lessons that I've learned over the past decade and we will see where the Holy Spirit takes this episode. So I've talked about a little bit already about this road of sanctification and the change that God has done in me. Um, as I continue to record this podcast and share my life and just snippets of my past and my present and dreams for the future, I feel like you get more and more, if you've kind of been along this journey with me, you get more and more of a snapshot into my heart and into my story and how all of the pieces fit together. Um, I am living it and there are a lot of pieces that I'm like, I don't really know where you belong. So just you as listener, you might not make any more sense of it than I do in certain parts. Um, but I know that God is at work. I know that whether I understand or not, it really isn't my job to understand. It is my job to trust. Um, that's actually been a lesson that we've just been teaching our kids. So I wrote the book, Great Hymns for Growing Hearts, which is a hymn study teaching children Bible doctrine and the character of God through great hymns of the faith. We've been going through that with our kids and we just wrapped up um, studying about the hymn, It Is Well. So I'm not going to take a ton of time here, but the author, actually penned it out of grief, out of his four daughters drowning in the ocean. And as he wrote, um, you know, about when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. He actually penned those words as he was on a boat going over the spot that his daughters drowned. And, you know, as we were studying that and studying about how God is in control, even when it feels like everything is out of control, that's one of the lessons that we've been talking to our kids about. And they're young. I don't know how much they're picking up, but I, I hope that the truths and the things that we're instilling in their hearts will be rooted deeply so that when they need to draw on those truths, they'll be there. And that is one of those things that we've been teaching them. It is not my job to understand it is my job to trust. It, it's God's job to do all the understanding and comprehending and working all things together for good. It's our job just to trust, just to rest and find peace in Him, in His sovereignty and in His providence. And that is something that I, I've learned over the past 10 years. You know, I, I look back and I, I reflect on the past 10 years, and, and like I said, as as you know me more, you'll hear different bits of my story, but you know, when, when I go all the way back, when I rewind back to my 20s, I was a very different person than I am now. I was very shy. I actually am very introverted. I think people think because I have a podcast that I'm an extrovert. Um, it is very easy to sit here in my closet and just talk to myself. Um, sometimes I forget that there are hundreds of people listening to me on a weekly basis. Um, 
So don't think that just because I have a podcast that I'm this extrovert. God has helped grow me in this area. This is actually, this is an area that in the past decade I've seen so much growth in. I, not that I wanted God necessarily to make me somebody that I wasn't, but there was a desire in me to to reach out more, to be more friendly. The Bible talks about a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And I really wanted to do that. And I knew that I needed the Holy Spirit's power because my natural self could totally just lock away with a book and never see another human being and be fine. Well, that was before I met my husband. Like, I want him to be locked away with me and my kiddos. But anyway, I digress. Um, But just so many different things. So my 20-year-old self was very shy. Um, didn't really talk to people much. I had like one or two close friends, but that was it. Like it was hard for me to let people in. Um, a lot of that is just connected with some different family things that we were dealing with, some struggles in the home. Um, you'll hear a little bit more about that in a few episodes that, in an interview that I did with my dad. Um, but anyways, I, I was very, um, I just, I lacked confidence. I was not confident. Well, I don't want to say confident in self because I still hope that I'm not confident in self, but I wasn't confident in who Christ had made me to be. Um, I very much lived for others. I do struggle with perfectionism. Um, that is probably one of my greatest struggles. And that strong desire for perfectionism in my early 20s really drove me to limiting what God could do with me. Like if I can't do it perfectly, then I'm not really interested. Or, you know, I I just I I feel like I missed a lot of opportunities of service or of interaction or relationships because I was so consumed with perfectionism. Um, and, and that was really a struggle. And then just the whole thing with the confidence, you know, there's, there's so many things that I missed out on because I just was not willing to accept who Christ had made me to be. I, I didn't fool. I mean, I believe that he loved me. I, I was saved, but I, I wasn't just free to be who he wanted me to be, which again, like I said, it just limited me so much. That has been a process. You know, I still struggle with being a perfectionist. I am a people pleaser, so I want everybody to be happy. You know, I don't want to have to say the hard things or do the hard things or put myself out there or be vulnerable. Um, But I've really found that so much of ministry requires those things. And I'm trying to grow in that area. And and I have been able to see the Lord working in me and helping me to find His purpose for my life. You know, I've said this before on the podcast, really in regards to my parenting, but sometimes I have to take the lessons that I'm teaching my children and turn them back around on myself and be like, you need to listen to this too, mama. Your kids are not going to listen and believe that they're created with a purpose if I don't believe that I'm created for a purpose. And you know, it took me a while to figure out what that purpose was. And you know, different seasons are different. There might be a purpose for this season and then another season may come and it might look a little bit different. But it really wasn't until 
I began to know more about who God was and how he saw me, how he loved me, how he created me and crafted me for something special. Now, something special doesn't mean to be, you know, I don't know, president of the United States or special doesn't necessarily mean huge and glamorous and gaining the applaud of thousands. You know, special could be changing diapers and training my kids to grow up and be warriors for truth or, you know, doing the laundry. Some days that is my special and it is special because it is what God has called me to do. And in that, I just had to realize that perspective is everything. You know, there's so many times where just getting a perspective shift can really transform my view on something. Um, and, and that was one of those things that, you know, I just had to realize that whatever season I was in, that I needed to find what God's purpose for me was, and I needed to have the right perspective on it. That if it was his purpose, if I, you know, serving Christ does not have to look like leading a women's ministry or, you know, singing the special all the time. Serving Christ can be cleaning a bathroom or, you know, picking up trash at church. I mean, I'm taking that from from a church setting, but bring that home. You know, it doesn't have to look like me having some big fancy job or doing this perfect homeschooling or, you know, it, it really, the right perspective is me giving every day to Christ leaning on his strength and asking him, God, in whatever tasks today brings, whether it's as simple as making bread and trying to get stains out of newborn baby clothes, you know, let let me serve you in this. Let me, let me reflect your image as I serve others within my home and just trying to have the right perspective. Also remembering what am I pursuing? You know, I think sometimes our perspective is off because our pursuit is off. You know, if if my perspective, if I'm sitting here being like, oh, well, I just got to do the mundane again. You know, what am I pursuing? Am I, am I really pursuing glorifying Christ in whatever he deems worthy for that day? Or am I pursuing, you know, being praised by man? Am I pursuing letting my pride um, be full and, um, reigning supreme in my life by, you know, oh, I can brag that I did this or I accomplished this. Um, and, and so that's been a challenge that I just have to remember I'm pursuing Christ. And when I'm pursuing Christ, like that is my highest goal. That is the right perspective. It doesn't really look matter what that pursuit looks like as long as he is my end goal. Um, and I can just faithfully and joyfully serve in all the things that God has for me. And, you know, it has been so neat to see what the Lord has done with this ministry of no higher calling. You know, if you had asked me when I was 20, do you think you'll have a podcast one day and publish a book and have these resources for Christian women and share your life with them and seek to be godly wisdom and counsel in their lives? I would have been like, first of all, what is a podcast? <laughs> and second of all, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Like, no, that that's nothing. I don't want to do anything like that. That is not me. Brittany was not built for that. Um, and while I still 
do not feel adequate for the job, um, I can say with 100% certainty that God has asked me to do this. God has enabled me to do this in spite of myself. And really, that's the only reason why I have anything to share with you all is because of the Holy Spirit's enabling power, because He keeps teaching me, He keeps growing me, He keeps guiding my heart. And I, I just have to remember that when I think about these things with perspective and, and what am I pursuing, I also have to remind myself what really matters. You know, what what really matters in the next decade or, you know, in the next day, um, you know, but, but sometimes taking that long look helps us gain that perspective. You know, I know a lot of times in my parenting, I have to take the long look and be like, okay. I'm overwhelmed. A lot's going on. There's chaos. There's toys everywhere. I haven't made dinner. The baby's crying. But okay, I'm going to stop and I I need to think about what is going to matter. What do I want my children to remember about me in 5, 10, 15 years? Do I want them to remember that mama screamed her head off because it was all too much? And, And hey, sometimes I'm weak. I'm human. Sometimes that happens. But no, I'd rather them remember that, hey, she just took a deep breath. And, you know, I did the episode here, uh, goodness, probably last year, do the next things. Elizabeth Elliot, always giving us wisdom, just do the next thing. When you're overwhelmed, when you don't know what to do, you just do the next thing. Um, And, you know, I think sometimes, again, in this pursuit of perfectionisms, I've struggled with, you know, oh, let's not get our clothes muddy or, you know, oh, let's just not make a huge mess or, you know, and I've had to let go some, especially in in the realm of motherhood. Of, you know what? Yes, I'm going to have to do another load of laundry. I've already done five today. Let's make it six. Um, Yes, I'm going to have muddy footprints all down my hallway and didn't really plan for that one. Um, But that's okay because they are going to have an absolute blast becoming mud monsters outside. And I want them to remember their childhood of mud pies and fun and mama right there in the middle with it. And so I, you know, I've just had to kind of embrace that a little bit. And, you know, it is funny, the older I get, the more relaxed I am um, about certain things. And I'm thankful for that. You know, where we just had our fourth baby and I think about how I mother her versus how I mothered my first. Um, and it is like worlds different But I'm more comfortable, I'm more relaxed, I'm more at ease, and I feel that way in a lot of different aspects in my life. And it's not this like passive, um, indifferent attitude, it's just everything doesn't have to be perfect, everything doesn't have to be a certain way, like we're just gonna have fun and we're gonna enjoy life and you know a lot of that has seeped into our schedule and different choices that we make whether it's the education of our children or what we participate in or what we don't participate in you know Simeon and I have really had to look at our home and be like look we could do all the things and be stressed out and be rushing kid from here to here to here or we could try to pray through it and figure out, God, what is most important? What are our priorities? How do these different things line up? And how are we going to be wise wise stewards of our time? That is something that we've had to learn throughout the years that we try and fail and try and fail. 
Um, but I do feel like at this stage of our life, we we have chilled out a little bit. Um, and again, all that circles back around to perspective and pursuit and asking ourselves what what really matters because we want to invest in things that matter for eternity. You know, another thing that I really feel like God has been teaching me through all of that as well is living for today and not for a someday. You know, um, I feel like all during my, well, even beyond before my teenage years, I just couldn't wait to be 13. I just thought like, that's just this magical number where all of a sudden life gets really cool because I'm a teenager. Well, 13 came and went and it wasn't quite as cool as I thought it was. But oh, if I turn 16, that's when it really gets cool. Then I can drive. Guess what? 16 came and went and I still couldn't drive. That was a process. Um, you know, and then I thought, oh, 18. And then beyond that, it wasn't necessarily age so much as it was, oh, if I can just find the guy I'm supposed to marry. Oh, if we can just get engaged. Oh, if we can just get married. Oh, if we can just have baby. Oh, if we can just have another baby and another baby and another baby. And, you know, there was always some reason down the road why I was looking forward to the future and missing the present. And I know that was a lesson that my dad tried so hard to teach me during my teenage years. And I was like, you just don't understand. I mean, I am kind of enjoying this time, but oh, it just would be so amazing to be at this stage or to have this. Um, You know, but now looking back, I'm like, time goes so quickly. I I look at my children. I'm going to have a six-year-old this year. Eden will be six in the fall. And I'm like, how is she six? It goes so fast. I look at my little newborn and I'm like, you don't look like a newborn anymore. Like it goes so quickly. And the more that I realize that, the more I'm like, "I, I need to embrace the moments in front of me. And not pine away for the future. You know, we're in this weird spot where we were supposed to have been in Australia like two years ago had it not been for COVID. And and God, God's in all of that. I know he is. I'm not saying the COVID like threw God's plans. But it did throw our plans. And here we are still stateside, still trying to work through mountains of paperwork. Um, and sometimes that can be frustrating. And I know for a while we really struggled with, like, we want to be there. We don't want to be here. If we could just be there, then life could start. And God really convicted Simeon and I's hearts. And we're like, you know what? We can't wait for life to start until we hit this point, or we will miss the life that's right in front of us. And now looking back, I mean, we would have missed years. And we really started praying, look, God, there is a reason that we are still stateside. There, You're doing something. We don't know what it is, but we trust that you know. Again, what what did I say earlier? We don't understand, but we're going to trust. Um, and and God answered that prayer. How did He answer that prayer? In so many ways, but one of the ways is no higher calling. You know, it started about the same time that we would have been doing an international move, which means had we been doing an international move, no higher would never have gotten started and then we would have been thrown right into the middle of adjusting to a new culture and starting ministry and kids and life and I don't really know that it ever would have I just I don't know I mean God didn't choose for the future to take that path but I don't foresee me having the capacity to start something like this in the season that we thought we were going to be entering into but God had different plans. And you know what? It, it's been the perfect timing for me to start this in this season of waiting. I've been able to really lay some foundations to invest into this, to get things 
lined up so that when that transition comes, it'll be a much different launch point than had I just started out from scratch. Um, and, and I hope to continue this until Jesus comes or he calls me home because this is my heart. This is my passion. I, I, I love and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to speak into your hearts and to encourage you and challenge you in your walk with Christ. I, I don't take that lightly. I know that that is a responsibility that that is something that God has entrusted to me. And I hope that I am being a wise steward of this opportunity to speak into hearts and homes of women. Um, but but I'm thankful for this opportunity. And you know what? If, if this came out of the waiting, the waiting was worth it. And I think my husband would say the same thing. God has been able to do different things in his life to allow him to start some things, to allow him to hone some skills that we wouldn't have time for had life looked different. And I just, I needed to realize that I can look forward to the someday. And I think we all do. There's always things in the future that we're looking forward to, but I need to live for the today. You know, I I think evangelist Scott Pauley, I've shared about him before in his Enjoying the Journey podcast. He often talks about, like his podcast says, the joy is in the journey. You know, it's not the destination that is the high point. It's the journey. It's all along the way. God leading us along. God working in our lives. God just revealing himself to us. And and that's really what I have had to learn throughout the past decade. And, and that, again, plays into the being just more relaxed and more just at ease with the days because I, I'm enjoying those days. And, you know, as I'm looking, so much has happened transformational in my life in the past decade. I mean, I went from being a single lady to being married to being a mother. Um, you know, and I look at my 30s and I don't think I personally will have as many big milestones. I mean, moving to Australia is going to be a huge milestone for everybody in our family. But I really think this next decade is just going to be so busy and wrapped up with our kids hitting all of these milestones. And man, I am there for it. I am so excited to watch them grow and develop and become the people that God wants them to be. You know, part of me looks at them, especially Eden and Knox as they're getting bigger and even Ivy and little Willow. And and I think back, we have the canvas pictures in our living room of their newborn pictures. And in all of them, they're all just a couple days old. And part of me looks at those pictures and then looks at my kids and thinks, oh man, I miss them being teeny tiny. But, you know, I wouldn't trade my curious Eden for her being a baby again. I wouldn't trade my fun conversations and crazy, silly things that Knox says for his newborn again. Like, there's just beauty in every stage and embracing that um, just brings a joy with it. And that's just something neat that I've had to learn. And then the last thing I, I want to just share with you guys, as I kind of wrap this up, um, I was reading this book recently, and she was talking about a trial that she had been through, and she talked about charting your hills and valleys. So basically, looking back over a time period in your life and saying, okay, this was a mountaintop. This is where life was good. God was blessing. Everything was great. And then this is a valley. This is where like rock bottom hit and I struggled through something, I hurt, I was filled with grief or sorrow, um, and and God met me there. And just that phrase, charting your hills and valleys, really kind of stuck with me 
Um, I read another book, uh, You Can Trust God to Write Your Story by Nancy DeMoss-Wolgamuth. Such a good book. Um, But ever since that book, I really have kind of looked at my life as a story. You know, there's different chapters. Some of the chapters are great. Some of them are not so great. Um, But as I look at my story and I chart those hills and valleys, especially in the last 10 years, and as I look at my 20-year-old self, look at my 30-year-old self and the path that stems from 20 to 30, as I chart those hills and valleys, something that I realize is that the times of spiritual growth, the times where my relationship with the Lord was the sweetest, the times that were the most precious between me and Jesus were the valleys. It was in the valley, it was in the darkest of times that I learned the most about who God was. It was during those times that I fell deeper in love with my Savior. And you know that, as as beautiful as that is and as thankful as I am, it also makes me wonder, okay, what's the next decade going to hold? How many hills? How many valleys, Lord? What are those valleys going to be? I don't know. And, and praise the Lord, He doesn't reveal the future to us because... One day at a time, as thy days, so thy strength. God gives just enough strength for each day. He doesn't promise strength for future days, and he knows our frame, and he remembers what we can handle. And I'm glad that I don't know what the future is going to hold. But I do realize that I'm living in a broken world, and that sometimes that means that there there will be valleys. But I can also remember that, that God meets me there. God meets me on the mountaintop, but it's it's different when it's in the valley. And I he I don't think he's different. He never changes, but I'm different. When I'm in the valley, I'm desperate. And I need the Lord. And I lean on him like I, I wish I would when I was in the mountaintops. And I'm learning and he's working on me. But as as I've charted my hills and valleys, I've looked back on the last decade and see God be faithful time and time and time again. And I know he's gonna do it in the future. Um, so anyway, I'm 30. Happy birthday, me. And that is a random hodgepodge of thoughts. And I hope that you gleaned something from all of that. Um, I I don't know. I, so much in my heart, so much that God is teaching me so much that I'm still trying to just sort through and learn and apply in my life. None of this is stuff that I've conquered, but it is stuff that I have come to see as truth. And I'm trying to work on these things as I continue down that road of sanctification. So hopefully something that I said in today's podcast episode will encourage you, will bless you, will challenge you. Um, As I know a lot of these thoughts are kind of challenging as we just try to get our perspective on Christ and really pursue Him and nothing else. Um, But thank you, ladies, for joining me for this week's episode, and I look forward to joining you next week. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.